Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church Podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Well, we start a new series today, Above and Beyond. Everyone say it, Above and Beyond. Say it one more time, come on. Look at your neighbor and say, God's going to go above and beyond what you're thinking right now. Come on, tell someone that. Right? Yep. He's going above and beyond. He really is. Thank you, Jesus. It's our desire, it's my desire this morning as I speak to you, that I remove in you all doubt that God does not want to bless you all the days of your life. And that he wants to take you literally above and beyond what you can ask, think, or imagine. I'm going to break all doubt off you this morning that that can't be the case for you. It can be the case for you today. We have a key verse that we are going to go over every Sunday as we go through this series, and it's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. From the Amplified Bible, it says this, Now to him, to him, everyone say to him. him. It's all about God. It's all about what he can do for you. It's all about what he desires you to experience. Now to him who is able, the Amplified says, to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to his power, that is... Everyone say, that is. is. Say it again, that is is. at work in us. That power's at work in you right now. You may not feel it. You may not see it. You may not even experience it right now, but it's happening. It may be deep inside, but somehow and in whatever circumstance you're in, you're going to feel it break through into your life. The Amplified Classic Bible says this. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far above and far beyond all that we ask, dare to ask, or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Another translation, the Message Bible says this. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it by not pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently in us. The New Living Testament says this. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. The New King James Version says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. All these translations indicate that God wants to do more in you than you could ever imagine. Think of the biggest and greatest thing you would want God to do for you. 
God is going to and wants to go way beyond that. Now, how amazing is that? Does any of this sound like someone you know, or maybe it's you? Have you ever said, I'm broke, I'm in debt, and I never have enough money to pay the bills? Or someone that says, I'm sick all the time, my health is poor, or I'm terminally ill. Or they say, I struggle with constant fear, anxiety, and depression. Or maybe you hear them say, I'm struggling with an addiction, and, or I'm living a lifestyle I know that's not pleasing to God. Maybe you hear them say, I'm struggling in my marriage, I'm struggling in my relationships, at home and at work. Or maybe you hear him say, I have a huge problem and I do not know how it will ever get solved. Or maybe you hear him say, or maybe it's you, I feel like my life is going nowhere and there's no hope in me for any kind of change. Or maybe you say, I have an okay life, but I feel like something's missing. Or maybe you've heard people say, I want to have a better relationship with God. You know, at the end of this series, I want to see everyone improve and say less and less of these kinds of statements. Now, we know that we are redeemed people, yes? We're called to be a blessing, yes? The word blessed in the Hebrew, it means to be empowered or prosper and increase or to live above the norm. And the Bible says that God sends forth his word to accomplish his will. And it's not going to return void, Isaiah 55, 11. God expects us to continually access the blessings of God and see his spirit of increase in everything that we do. I love what Psalms 115, verse number 14 says. It's a great scripture to memorize. Deborah and I are memorizing this and have, and it says this, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and and your children. So it goes beyond you even into your children. You know how wonderful it is to see Mark and Natalie so blessed with a new home? They have talked for years about having land and property where they can grow vegetables and have an organic garden. They've got five acres to do this now. It's amazing. And God throws in a nice little ocean view in Mountain View, and everywhere you look in their home, in these huge picture windows, you see a view of everything. In this series, we want you to see God increase you from where you are to the next place. You know, I get tired of status quo. How about you? I get tired of the regular You know, when I die, I don't want my epitaph to say, you know, here lies Mr. Average. Here lies what could have been but isn't. I want it to say, he went above and beyond. 
because God was in his life. This morning, I want to help kickstart this in your life. I want to give you three points to help kickstart the thought pattern and the idea of scripture and the principles of his word that you really can go beyond where you are right now. Is that okay with you this morning? Now, these principles are pretty simple, but I believe they're very dynamic. They're principles that will help you understand and set a preface and set a foundation that you literally can go further than you think. You can do more than what's possible because God does the impossible. So here's point number one to help you get kick-started into this mindset. And it's this. Understand that living above and beyond the norm is, and here's the principle, God's will for my life. It's not just a thought. It's not just some happy idea. It's not just some, you know, great, wonderful goal that he might have for you. It's this ability for you to have a mindset that says, this is God's will for me. I'm not going to settle for the norm. I'm going to settle for the extraordinary in every circumstance of my life, whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your career, whether it's your family, whatever the case is, God wants to see you go from here to there and beyond. I think it was Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear says, to infinity and beyond, right? Now, I remind you, the Amplified says, now to him who is able to carry out this purpose. The Lord created mankind to expand. In fact, even right now as we speak, did you know the East and the West is still expanding? Did you know that scientifically there is still creation taking place? That's why the Lord says, when I save you, I separate you and your sins as far as the east is from the west. It just keeps going and going and going and going. There's no stopping and there's no place that you can say, oh, this is where God stopped in my life. No, he forgives you forever. And God blessed them. See, the Lord created mankind to expand. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 in the Amplified, it says this. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority, and said to them, to Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subjugate it, or putting it under your power, and rule over it, Dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. It says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, expand. That was one of the first commandments that God gave Adam and Eve in Genesis 1.28. God's original intent for mankind was they would increase and have dominion. And I want to declare to you this morning that will and plan of God has not changed. 
it's still the same. 3 John chapter 2 in the Amplified says this, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. God wants you to be prosperous. God wants you healthy. God wants you wise. It is his express will that you live in a perpetual state of increase, taking dominion in every living part of life and be successful. He said it to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, verse number eight, be successful, go forward and take the land. I will be with you. Don't fear. Somehow we let this fear grip us. But I want to declare to you this morning that it's God's will for you to live a more abundant life, exceedingly abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. I like Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. It says that Jesus redeemed us. Listen to this. He redeemed us from the curse of the law, right? The Bible says that. So that the blessing of Abraham can be upon you and you can increase and you can have abundance, and that that would come upon you. I mean, that's great news for us. I like good news. How about you? Amen. You know? So the first point is, it's God's will for you to live above and beyond. That's a fact. Number two, to help kickstart this thought pattern in the mindset of your life is this. In order for us to live and beyond, we need to believe the word of God. Like, believe it, not just read it, not just passively go over it in the morning and say, I did my devotions, but literally believe what God says he can do. Do I hear a yes on that? You know, that sounds so simple and obvious, but are we doing it like he really wants us to? It's a good question. Mark chapter four, verses 24. Four and 25 says this in the King James and he said to them take heed what you hear with what measure you meet it shall be measured to you in other words what measure that you believe the word of God to be true is going to be the measure it comes to you for he hath to him shall be given and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he has. It's like God wants you to understand he is the giver of life in every area. And I was thinking about this this week, and I thought our level of increase is directly related to the amount of faith we have in the word of God. It really is. So how much do you really believe in the word of God? The level of increase that comes into your life is directly related to the amount of faith that we have in the Word of God. I heard a statement once, and I never forgot it. It said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. It's as simple as that. I want to give you five quick faith tips. Can I do that this morning? You see, it's my goal to help you believe and have faith to believe that God's word is true. So I'm going to digress just for a moment on point number two, that we need to believe the word of God. And to do that, we need to have this faith understanding. And so I, I just want to help you with this this morning real quick. And I want this to strengthen you. So I, I label these some faith tips. Is that okay? Everyone say faith tips. Okay, number one, speak the word of God to your mountain. We did that this morning. Just speak the word of God to your mountain. 
Do not talk to God about the problem. Talk to him about the answer, the word of God, all right? Most people want to talk to the mountain. He wants, you know, they want God to talk to the mountain for them. But the Bible says you speak to the mountain. Okay, so speak the word of God to your mountain, whatever that is. Number two, or the next point is, God has given us the authority in earth to speak and to see it come to pass. He really has. And I'm a firm believer in the power of your tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. And he that loves it shall eat its reward. And so I believe that, you know, if you don't want it, don't speak it. I'm not saying, you know, some positive mindset or some kind of, you know, name it and claim it thing. I'm just saying, let's believe the word of God for what it says. And let's speak the word of God. God has something for everything you go through in life. You got to search the scriptures, go through it, and speak it to your situation. It's going to help you be launched into a higher place in him. Do I hear an amen on that? I'm just, you know, encouraging you this morning. Because your words determine what takes place in your life. I really believe that. Um, The next tip is, you know, don't doubt in your heart. Doubt is eradicated from your heart by time spent hearing and meditating on the word of God. If there's any doubt, you just start meditating on God's word. What does it say in Psalms chapter one? It says, and meditate upon his word day and night. That represents like a cow chewing its cud. You know, a cow, and I, I was raised up on three acres of land myself. There were animals and cows across the street, and I remember those cows eating the fields, and I remember watching those cows just standing there, moving their mouth, and they weren't eating. You know what they were doing? They were regurgitating what they had eaten. They had a second stomach and they could bring it back up and chew it up and digest it back into their system so they can like poop it out so they can have a healthy body. So we take God's word into us. We chew it up. We soak it in. We bring it back up. We soak it in some more. We meditate up on some more and then we activate what God has put within our lives. Yeah? And then we work it out. So don't doubt. The key to receiving the desires of your heart is to make your words agree with what you want and what you desire. Another faith tip is keep a strong belief position in your heart. You know what I do? I'll tell you a little personal thing I do. God wants you to stand strong all the days of your life, right? He does. He wants you to be a super strong person. You know, this lady that Mark talked about, the 85-year-old grandma, I met her. I was helping Mark move, and she looked over this fence, and Mark went over to her and said, hey, Dad, come meet this lady. I met this lady. I said, hello, good to meet you, Rita. God's good. Oh, yes, praise God. God is so good. God is so wonderful. I praise him. He is my source. He is my... She like preached for 10 minutes to me. 
I'm not kidding you. Mark was right there. And we're just standing and saying, yes, hallelujah, praise God. And then she lifted up her hands and she says, God, I thank you. I pray over this land. I thank you for the protection over this land. I thank you that the blood of Jesus is over this land. I thank you, God, nothing will harm these renters as they come into this house. And she just started going off in prayer. She sounded like my grandma Jones who got saved at Azusa Street Revival in 1907. Say, man, is that the kind of place you want to move into your first day? <laughs> Hallelujah, man. I'm telling you, that's what I want. I wish, that is so fantastic. Yeah. And, and so I was raised with this belief system that, you know, God's looking not at you. He's looking in you. And he wants to see a strong man standing in your heart. And that's why the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand some more. Like, I see God looking in my heart, and he sees this strong soldier at attention with his, you know, you know, how do you do, how do you stand at attention? Come here, you're in the military, right? Can I call on you just for a second? Come here, come here, you're in the military. I mean, this, you know, when you're not standing at attention, is it okay to call on you? Of course, you're a new dad, you know, it's like, this is good for you, right? So, like, when you're not at attention, how do you stand? That's like, you know, normal, like, but when they say attention, hop! Like, ooh, changed position, right? And then, like, when the sergeant or the general walks by, what do you do, right? What do you do? Attention on deck. Attention on deck. Everyone's at attention, and he walks by, and do you salute him? It's like, how does that go? Yeah? Yeah? So it's like God is saying, attention! It's like God says, that's how I want you to stand. It's not like... Hey, man, I'm in the military. You know, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm in the military. Attention. At the command. It's like, whatever happens in your life, attention. That's what God wants. This, let's all try it. Stand up. Come on. Come on. Let's all try this. Come on. We need it. God's looking at us this morning, and he's saying, whatever circumstances going on in your life, he's saying, Attention. Like there's a stand we take that is solid and firm and we're not going to budge no matter what pushes into you, man. You're still at that attention. No matter what the enemy does to try and knock you down, you're still there at attention and you're not going to budge. It's like I see the Lord looking at not our eyes, but he's looking at our heart and he's wanting us to stand at attention all the time, no matter what happens. Doesn't that just feel good? And I'm telling you, when you stand at attention and you keep your eyes fixed, chiropractors will tell you when you've got good posture, everything in you starts getting affected for the positive. Alignment starts taking place. Your subluxation begins to go away and there's alignment that takes place time after time after time. And God is saying this morning, I'm giving you a chiropractic adjustment and I'm having you stand at attention and don't you dare not obey me. Don't you dare not stand in attention because your belief system is going to be what positions you for the greater things ahead. Amen? Amen. Attention. That just feels good, doesn't it? Come on, thank him this morning. Like that was so impressive. Yeah, come on. I wish you were in uniform. It would look a whole lot better, man. It's like, oh. <laughs> but you know what? We are in uniform all the time. Ephesians says, put on the whole armor of God. 
helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace. Carry the sword of the spirit. Stand at this place that you know you're going to be effective in every situation of your life. The next point is don't waver. Nothing wavering. Satan has no authority over us except what we give him with our words in our mouth. God wants you to not waver, stagger not at the promises of God. That's what the Bible says. Stagger not at the promises of God. Yes? Yes. So don't waver. Bible says, Paul said it right. He said, keep your eyes fixed on the goal. Like straight on. Have you ever driven through central California and you see all of the the farm, farm fields? Strawberries growing and corn growing and you know, you see cabbage growing. And I remember as a kid, like driving by and even as an adult with my kids in the car and, you know, those lines, you just drive by and those lines are so straight. You know why they're so straight? You know, that farmer doesn't take his tape measure and measure out, you know, the distance between where he's planting those things and the straight rows. When he's plowing that field, he's not looking in front of him. He's looking ahead and that's what keeps the line straight. He has a goal and he is saying, That's my goal. I'm going to the other side of this field in a straight line. Yeah, try looking just at the front of your car when you're driving and see what happens. No, you keep your eyes ahead and you look in your side mirrors, you look in your rear view mirror, you even turn your head sometimes and you're changing lanes. Well, most of us should do that. You know, I'm just saying. There's a rhyme and a reason for everything that we do. And when we fudge, it's going to cost us. God wants us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, Matthew 6.33. He says, guard your hearts in Proverbs 4.23. Meditate on his word, Joshua 1.8. And believe what we hear, Hebrews 11.6. When you meditate on God's word and you don't waver, there's an increase of faith, there's an increase of blessing, and there's an increase of wisdom that comes into your life. And by the way, you can't look at the word of God just one time and think it's going to work. I can't walk away expecting that miracle. James 1, 23 and 24 says, talk about the man who walks away after hearing the word of God and forgets it. You must be diligently seeking the Lord and studying his word and experience great increase. There is a constant holding God to his word. Okay, so your five faith tips are done. Okay? Now the third and last point this morning of kickstarting your ability to live above and beyond is this. And I'm a firm believer in this. And I think you should be too, and I hope you are. Declare the word of God. Just speak it forth. In Romans 4.17, it says, God calls those things that aren't as if they were. If God does that and we're made in the image of God, then I think he expects us to do the same thing. 
We've been created in his image to do the same things that he does and more. So I wrote this down. When your finances look bleak, speak to them. When your body looks sick, speak to it. When your faith is weak and you feel afraid, speak to it. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Mark eleven twenty three. And so God wants to meet your desires. Just make sure those desires are lined up with God's plan and will for your life. Speak to your body. Speak to your finances. Speak to your children's lives. They were created to expand and carry on a legacy. Every single part of your life has meant to be expanding and increasing. And you were made in the image of God. And the word of God says the kingdom of God is ever expanding. So I say to you, rise up and understand that you were created for increase. In every area of your life, you know, no matter what area it is, and last week I told you this series isn't just about finances. However, next week we're going to focus on finances. Deborah's going to speak and she's going to speak and encourage you on how you can believe God to have you go beyond and above your financial position. But it's not all about finances. It's all about even your body. It's all about your mindset. It's all about your passion. It's all about your dreams. It's all about these things in the weeks we're going to talk about. Like, how do you go beyond all of this? How do you get past the normal? When I was 15 and a half, I got a job at a grocery store. It was called Alpha Beta. Alpha Beta was bought by Safeway, Ralph's, you know, back in the day. And I remember... You know, they taught me how to be a bag boy, and I did the bag boys, took people's groceries out to the car and put them in the car. Then I worked really hard, and I tried to do exceedingly abundantly above what they expected of me. And I got a promotion, and I became a clerk. My friend and I, Dave, would have contests on who could take the most groceries and pass them through accurately. So we would have contests on taking the bigger baskets of groceries where bills at that time were like $150, which is like $500 today, yeah. right? We did that. You know, we had the big NCR cash registers, you know, where you just... And we didn't even look at the, at the register, man. We just went... You know, okay, ma'am, that'll be $125 and two, you know, 22 cents. And, you know, we had to make change ourselves. You know, like, okay, she gave me $200, so I have to give change back. So, you know, all that had to go up here. It wasn't on computer at the time. You know, then when we weren't at the cash register, we would face all of the products on the shelves. And I remember I loved this because I loved accuracy, and I always did a good job. I always made all of the words face the same way. So when you look you know, all the product, especially like in the dairy, the names of the milk and the names of his creams and, and names of the cottage cheese, everything was like perfect. And my boss loved it, man. 
He'd always say, Mark, you're doing such a great job, man. You, you far exceed what we thought, you know, you could ever do. Four and a half years later, I said, you know, Dave, I'm leaving to go to Bible college. And they said this, Mark, if you don't leave this store, because you've done such a good job and you've gone far above and beyond, we will make you third man of this store at 19 years old. You'll be the youngest third man of any Alpha Beta that we have in this chain. We'll give you the keys to the safe. <laughs> I like that. Um, we'll give you the keys. You know, you'll be approving checks. I like that. You know, you'll be closing up the store. I like that. Like, you'll be the man in charge. You'll be third man. There's the manager. You know, there's the assistant manager. And then there's the third man. We'll make you the third man because you went above and beyond. Well, the call of God was out of my life, and I wasn't called to the grocery business. However, I was called to feed people. And I knew that. And I left that store, and they were sad. All that to say is, and whatever you do, do a good job. And go beyond what you're expected to do. I want us to close with some declarations of faith this morning. I want to speak these out. And I'm doing this this morning to help just jumpstart your level of expectancy. Is that okay this morning? Because here's what the Bible says. I don't know if I put this on the slide, but it's Job 22, verse 28. Did I put that up? I did. Okay, here we go. You will also decree a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Don't you like that? That's how important decrees are. And so I listed some decrees for you this morning to say, is that okay? I thought we'd close our service with that. So stand your feet. Let's close with these decrees this morning. And I hope you lock these three principles into your heart. I want you to say the first decree with me. Ready? Begin. I'm living and growing in faith every day. And like, like, just don't say these, but say them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I'll say these things. No, I mean, get them, like, just like passionately say them. I'm your coach this morning, all right? It's like, you're the team. Let's say these things. Let's, let's lock this into our life. Why? Because there's a goal that we are looking at ahead of us. And we're going to go to that goal. Okay, the next one. Ready? I have a surplus of provision. I have more than enough. Do you believe that? Now you say, well, that doesn't, that's not me right now. No, it may not be you right now, but it will be you if you believe. No, it's God's will. Believe in your heart. You don't waver. You don't doubt. Yeah, and decree it. Of course, there's steps all in between all of these things. But this is like the general feeling to help kickstart. You know, it's like jumping your car. The battery's dead. What do you do? You hook it up to another car. You turn them both on. And then you start your engines. And then when you drive that car, here I am telling you about engines. I know nothing about motors. This is hilarious. But I do know this. I'm not even sure where I learned it. But if your battery's dead because you've left the lights on 
and it has gone out, all you need to do is drive your car and the battery will recharge itself. Is that right? Yes or no? In most cases? I think, yeah. Bob, is that right? Like, maybe? Oh, <laughs> you know a whole lot more of the cars than I I don't know, I just like, most of the time, right? So this is like your jump start this morning, okay? We're hooking it up to the word. See the jumper cable, all right? You know, here's you. Like, come here, baby. Come here. So like, you know, my jumper cables, I'm hooking up to the other source. She's hooking up to me. I love being hooked up with her. That is for sure. It's nice. All right? So here I am. So we're hooking up together, and we're starting our engines. Okay, this is what you're doing this morning. You're hooking up to these declarations based on the Word of God, and we're kick-starting your engine this morning. Not that your engine has died. We're just giving it more power. Okay? Right? So understand that this morning. All right? The next one. I will give out of my overflow. I will give out of my overflow. Why? Because you have abundance. You've gone above and beyond. God's blessed you above and beyond. And now you're giving out of your abundance. You're seeding. You're planting seeds. You're like just boom, boom, boom. You've got so much you just got to give it away. Okay? Uh, next. I will remain confident. Is that on here? Okay, good. This. Ready? Say it with me. I will remain confident that God has good things for me every day. Like maybe tomorrow you won't experience this, but maybe you will. It's okay. So yeah, let this hope just arise within you. Another, another declaration. Ready? Begin. I am blessed beyond measure. Okay, just see this in your spirit, man. Okay, next. My cup is running over in revelation, power, glory, and in finances. Next, I receive multiple streams of income and surprises will come my way daily. Just kind of like, just like get that set in your spirit. Next, I am increasing more and more. Just see yourself like exponentially increasing in your life. In wisdom, in knowledge, Isaiah chapter 11, I think it is, verses 1 and 2. And the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation and the spirit of knowledge will come upon me. You want that this morning? It's like, that's what it says in Revelation or in you know, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Like that, I'm going to increase in that revelation. Okay, next. The floodgates of heaven are open to me. Say it again. The floodgates of heaven are open to me. Next. His word is growing in me daily. Say it again. His word is growing in me daily. The next one. I'm living above with heaven's perspective. All right, next. I have the mind of Christ. Next. I'm living beyond my dreams, thoughts, and desires every day of my life. And these are just, you can make up your own decrees. I just wrote these down to help you understand that we're setting something in the spirit realm over this message series this morning, all right? So number one, understand it's God's will for you to live above and beyond. Number two, believe the word of God. And number three says, declare the word of God in your life. So search the scriptures, find out what God's word says about your situation and believe it and see what happens. 
okay? If you received that this morning, come on, give God a clap offering. Come on. Good. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on. Yeah. Listen, friend, I'm preaching to me too. I'm saying this out of my own personal real-time experience. I'm believing God for some things in my life. Yeah, I'm not going to let up. Some of them are pretty big. But I'm not going to give up. I refuse to give up. Because I believe in God. And I believe in what He can do. For all of us, the best is yet to come. We hear that all the time, but I'm, it's really true. The best is yet to come. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, you would just cement these things into our hearts. And Lord, let this series be one where we literally, this week, begin to see exponential growth in every area of our life. Our health gets better, our finances get better, our family gets better, our relationships get better. God, our career gets better. God, everything begins to grow. God, even let, God, the produce of our land begin to grow and thrive. God, I speak a thriving over our lives in Jesus' name. God, not mediocre Christianity, but God, above the common, above the ordinary in Jesus' name, we will not settle for the norm. God, hearing the cry of our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in his people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.